the galaxy is full of film, and this is the Galaxy of Film Podcast. Welcome back to the Brainups of Galaxy of Film. I'm your host, Max. Of course, this week, you know, I have my co-host, Danilo. How have you been for the past week? You know me, just a little beaner boy. Being. A dirty beanbag. Exactly. Oh. How about hey, yourself, man? I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm a rasa too. It's all good. We Dude, can say you, you, you're assuming I speak Spanish. I don't. That makes you a better man than me. I wish I didn't learn that dirty language. Did you wow. record, man? Yeah, we're recording. Okay, cool, cool. I just want to make sure we're capturing this moment in history <laughs> so we can look back at it one day. Jesus you know what? Fucking hey, Christ. hey, we're going to be talking about the Emmys, but SNL has nothing on us for our for our stand-up comedy live live show. All right. This week we're discussing Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho and the Introduce Mule. the next guest, bud. Come I'm on. about to if you give me a sec. God, this is not how I wanted this episode to start. Um Glad you're doing okay. I'm alright. Uh, <laughs> Always good. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Um, introducing our first guest star for this week's <laughs> this week's episode. We got Mark from Cinema Flavor joining us again for the third week in a row. How have you been, bud? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me on again. I feel good. Of course, man. Of course. Glad to have you on, like always. And we're also introducing um, the co-host of your podcast, David from Cinema Flavor. How have you been, sir? I'm going to be the first and last week on Beyond Your Buyer <laughs> by your reaction of my little Mexican joke. <laughs> yeah, man. You have something against beaners? Of course I do. I hate myself every time I look in the mirror, dude. Oh, no, I'm at Max, man, not you. We're beaner boys for life. We're talking to Max right oh. now, man. Hey, Max, that coffee you drink in the morning, that's Starbucks? Guess where that came from, bud? We picked that shit. <laughs> wow. Along with all oh. the freaks movies out there being made. All okay. All the strawberries are picked by my, yeah. by my uncles and aunties out yeah. there. I buy Nike because of my home country. <laughs> no better sweatshop than Mexican sweatshop. Hey, bro, checks over stripes. That's exactly right. Checks over stripes, Drake. <laughs> all right, um... So we got a bunch of news for you this week. Um, <laughs> not much, really. Um, let me see if I can find it. Pull it up. Yeah, real we, quick. we got some news this week. Yo, oh, hey, 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 I got this one. I got this I one. I just, dog. I wasn't expecting that this, the first two and a half minutes to be the reason why our show gets canceled. Hey, you know what? You know what they say, right? No, I, I don't. The Ku Klux Klan got canceled. Anyone can get canceled. I don't think they're canceled. No, they're not. They they are for sure not. They're still. No, I've seen a documentary on them. They're like yeah. Chilling. Max has neighbors, um, actually, who are part of it. Oh, lucky. Well, actually, where he used to live. Is that right, Max? There were some activities going on in that part of town. Some prospering out there. Hey, what can you do, right? All right, this week um, we got some news for you. We're what obviously going to be talking about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is this show turned into? What the fuck? Yeah, we're better yeah, than us. Like, this is the this is the cinema flavor like brand. This is what this shit is. Yeah. This is every episode for us. It's us yeah. dealing with our demons, no matter what it is. 
Um, so yeah, right. we're gonna be talking about Cry Macho and the Mule, both directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, you can find them on the theater on HBO Max, wherever you find movies. One, two, three movies, zero, one, two, three movies. You know, watch them. Um, we're gonna be talking about the Emmys. We're gonna be talking about Halloween Kills, the U Season Three trailer, Daniel Craig's statement, H24's Macbeth, Ghostbusters, Anthony Johnson from Friday. Um, for shows, we're gonna be talking about what if. Don't, don't Star read Wars the whole. Visions. Don't read the whole damn thing coming out. Come on, go they they want to know. They want to know. Man. Okay, they okay. Know. Hold up, hold on. Let's go start with the Emmys. Let's start with the Emmys. But Emmys of this past week. Um, hey, hey! I want to give a proper send off to Anthony Johnson though, from we, Friday. We, we we'll, we'll get to that. No, we'll that, that needs to be first because we talked about fucking normal. Like, what a fucking retard, dude. Let's talk. Let's get some. Let's give some love to Anthony Johnson. All right. You can take it away, Max. Did you just call? Jesus, dude. Okay. Anthony Johnson from Friday passed away this week at age 55. Um, rest in peace. This is the third Friday actor who's passed away the past two or three years, I want to say. I think it's three. Three? I'd yeah. say it's yeah, three. Yeah, definitely three. Yeah. Gosh, dude. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Um, is anyone else uh, a Friday fan in particular? Uh, I'm not so much. I, I've seen the movies, but I just as as far as I can, I don't I don't really find them all that funny. I'm I'm I guess I'm kind of on a boat on that one though. Yeah, I yeah. I watched it when like I was a senior in high school, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, those are the funniest movies in the world." I was like, "All right, I'll watch them," and I did. And I think I chuckled like once or twice during the whole like what three four movies that were out there. There's three. Yeah, three four movies, yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember how many movies that were out there. The funniest thing was the pimp down, pimp in distress, and that was it. That was only the funny part for me. Dang, man. It's got depressing quick. I like Friday. I like Friday, man. For what, I don't really like comedies, but, you know, seeing some brothers have some fun out there in the hood. I liked it. I, I like that a lot. It every day around here, so. Yeah, just all the shenanigans they get into. Yeah, it just reminds us of our home life, so we're like, we didn't think that was too funny. Oh, my bad, my bad. I, I, you know. Jesus Christ, what does this fucking podcast turn into? All right. Um, How was that offensive? <laughs> I like Friday, dude. I, I, I'm i going to be sad that he's gone, man. I thought it was really... He was a yeah, good you know, like, when, you know, like, anyone, you know, is uh, lost, like, within the movie industry, you know, you're, like, a little piece of you just goes away with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially uh, someone you grew up with, too, you know? Yeah, someone that's part of your childhood, you know, or your youth in general. Dude, yeah. I remember the the first time I watched Friday, I was hanging out with this dude who was a couple years older than me, and um, he was always trying to like prove he was a badass to like all my other friends, right? Dude, he was like two years older. Calm the fuck down. It's not okay, Daniel. He always tried to prove he was a badass. So, like he would get Call of Duty on like day one and like show it off to everybody that kind of shit. And I remember on his fucking iPod before it was we had the iPod touches. This dude. Pulled out his fucking iPod, the little swirly circle thing in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. The square or like the thing that looks like the Apple TV remote now. There was a square. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, and he pulls it out, and we he pulls up Friday. We, I I watch Friday with this dude on an iPod on his front porch. <laughs> Damn, it's, what a time to be alive, bro. Yeah, man. It's rest in peace, Anthony Johnson. You'll be missed, man. Um, yeah. No, I feel like, hey, speaking of, dude, speaking of which, I, I remember one time I was on a bus, and I watched Saw on uh, my boy's PSP. On the bus. Back in the, yeah, we were, like, on a field trip or something. And just him talking about that, I was like, holy, we, that was some shit we really did. 
on this little tiny ass screen watch Saw. I was gonna say, my boy, uh, we didn't watch uh, any real movies, but like my boy would always uh, bring porn on his PSP, like in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're watching that shit on the school bus on the way to school or some shit. Yeah, damn, just getting your fucking blood pumping. <laughs> yeah, school and shit. Yeah, we PSP was underrated, bro. Way ahead of its I, time. It's funny you guys bring it up. I actually cause I have my PSP games over here. I was looking. I have Pulp Fiction on PSP. On the we, little tiny ass like discs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had National Treasure. Because I remember four brothers. Everybody on the PSP had four brothers. That movie with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Andre 3000? I know what you're talking about. I didn't have a copy. I didn't get my PSP till really late. So you're the only guy who did. Like, everybody who I knew had that fucking movie on the PSP. <laughs> so he was the guy who got the PS PSP when everyone was already on, like, a 3DS or something. Oh, yeah, a PS Vita. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a PSP until I had a 3DS for, like, a year. Yeah, I never had any, like, handheld consoles past the Game Boy SP. So I was always oh, that really? broke-ass broke little boy, like, oh, yeah. Your, uh, well, that looks cool. You mind if I play for like five minutes? Oh, shit, you were that kid. I was that kid, yeah. I remember you were the kid during snack time. I thought you bought some shirts that don't have holes in them. Bro, are you telling me you were the kid in school during fucking snack time? You'd come up, can I have a piece? Oh, no, God, no. I would just steal it. (laughs) There was no asking. I'll snatch that real quick. Jesus Christ. Uh, up next on the news, the Emmys were this week, and uh, I'll start off saying what a fucking shit show this was. This was not as bad as the Oscars. We talked about that on the show earlier this year. The Oscars were bad, dude. The The Oscars were one of the, the most insulting rack. things. Yeah. How they handled the whole Chadwick situation was, was ridiculous. Um, dude, was there anything with the Emmys this year you were... Satisfy with Danilo, Ted Lasso winning. That's right, that's right. Okay, Ted and Lasso. That was about win. it. That was about it. Um, I was happy for Anna Taylor Joy. I, was, I, I, I do like her, so I was happy. I don't think she should have won it though. She didn't win. Oh, oh, uh, Mayor of Easttown won for that. Didn't she? Yeah, Kate yeah. Winslet. So the, the big thing I was we have to watch for, that show, man. I, we're going that to beat out of everything. We're going to. Um, the big. The big nomination this year, a big, big category I was looking forward to, is uh, Best Actress in a Limited Series. And, of course, you know, with Elizabeth Olsen being nominated for WandaVision, I was hoping she'd win the category, because it'd be fucking great, dude. We, we loved WandaVision. We talked every episode on here. You did um, your, your, old, your old solo podcast with Brandon talking about it. Yeah. Even when Brandon was on a couple weeks ago, we were hyping the fuck up out of WandaVision still. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I was kind of pissed she didn't win. Even though I do like Anya. I, I love her as an actress. I watched part of Queen's Gambit. She she nailed seven different types of TV eras, dude, in one per, in one performance. Really? No. WandaVision. Oh, I thought about Anya. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, agree. Dude. I agree. But, yeah. So, I thought that shit won. I agree. I thought Catherine... I, I wanted Catherine Han to win. Just, you know, because she's Catherine Han. Yeah. MILF. <laughs> Um, it was nice that Anya was was nominated. I need to finish Queen's Gambit. I think I watched like episode two because my ex was watching through it. Um, but yeah, wish Elizabeth Olsen would have won. But plot twist: Kate Winslet won for Mayor of Easttown. I I know Silver was telling me to watch it a couple a while a couple of months yeah, ago. She was hyping it up. We brought it up when it was premiering, saying that. This show is going to be up for Emmys, and it's probably going to be the thing that beats out WandaVision. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Told us, Silver told us to watch a mayor of East Town or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, and we said nope. <laughs> yeah, we try. Sorry, Silver. We'll we'll get to it at some point, but um, yeah, the image was just kind of sad this year. No one seemed happy to be there, really. It's just a joke, dude. The award shows now are just a fucking joke since COVID. Like, it, we have real we have realized that we don't care. Yeah, because yeah, it's like you know before like an Oscar, it, you know for me I was I would say like time is the best way to to show how great a movie is. It's like if after like thirty years you're still talking about a said movie, that's what it is. But uh, an Oscar helps. But like now. There's too much PC of like, okay, we need to have a proper amount of race that needs to win. We need to have a proper amount of gender that needs to win, right? And if we don't, because I already heard that like there was backlash about, you know, uh, mostly white people won this year, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that like that becomes an issue instead of just talent, it already tells me that, you know, these awards are, are, are it's bullshit, right? You're, you're walking on, gray, on on eggshells the whole time. Uh, trying to give out awards to make sure that everybody's satisfied, when in reality, no one's going to care next year. I mean, who won an Emmy last year? Right? It's the same thing. You say, well, who won an Oscar last year? It's just, after after a while, it just doesn't matter. And those people really don't care either. Yeah, dude, I haven't enjoyed an award show since Joaquin won for uh, for Joker. Oh, yeah. That, that was such a great run. You remember, uh, who is it? The guy, the original Office guy. What the fuck is his Steve name? Steve Carell? The no, the English guy. The guy who... Ricky Gervais. Yeah, when he did the Golden Globes, you remember that? Just yeah, fucking ripped just everyone a new one, dude. Hollywood right there. Yeah, like, I rewatched that just to feel something again. Did we even... I know we talked about Golden Globes or no. stupid early on the show. We did. Yeah. But did we... Even though we talked about it, did you, did you honestly watch the Golden Globes? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I was just bullshitting yeah. the whole fucking episode. Oh, yeah, no, I watched them. I was watching it for Ricky Gervais. I couldn't care who won. It's a fucking Golden Globe. Yeah. You know, the, go- the Golden like Globe is like when uh, you win the trophy to the Super Bowl, right? It's that like you won the conference, little that little stupid trophy you get like before, as you're going in, right? No, no one mm. counts that as anything. Yeah. It's like a step above a participation trophy. Just about, yeah. Yeah, I swear, last year when uh, Joaquin won, I, I don't know why, but I was just, I was hell-bent that Leo was going to win that year. For, really, for what? I, for oh, one upon a time. Uh, upon a time in, in, that uh, was Hollywood. the same year. Why? It, it, because in my head, I was like, look, bro. Leo. He's, he's yeah, I'll, one, I'll jack him off, but two, it was just yeah. like, look, he's playing a character, and then he's playing a character in the movie as a character, right? He's kind of like playing two different roles. Yeah, you were just working the shaft the whole movie. Dude, I, I was like, dude, no, there's no way. There's no way Joaquin's winning it. And Joaquin's winning everything all the way up into it. And I was like... And I was just over here like, Mark, come on. you. We both watched the same movie. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... No, man, it, I, yeah. you don't understand the complexity of like. <laughs> and, and I was dude. like, yeah, I guess you should have won that shit. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I thought they were going to give Driver the Golden Globe and then give Joaquin the Oscar. Uh, what was Driver doing that year? Oh, for Marriage Story, right? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm Driver. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess that I thought I thought they were gonna split them like that, you know, but mm-hmm. they didn't. So sick. I think Joaquin's gonna win again. I think Joaquin's gonna beat out Driver again this year. Joaquin has like three movies coming out this year. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. What does he have? What is that? Oh shit! I think he's in that Ridley Scott movie, right? The one that's like, um, is he in House of, in House of Gucci? 
I think yeah, driver right? is yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And then Joaquin's in the that come on, come on movie that A twenty four one. He's yeah, also in that Disappointment Boulevard that comes out this year. Yeah, right? and so yeah, so I think Joaquin's gonna beat out Adam Driver again. And then he's in the that's the Guillermo del Toro movie too, right? I believe he's in that that new horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. think it's gonna be uh, who's um. Who's DiCaprio's rival? Who does DiCaprio always battle? Nolan, uh, Bale? Um, when did the yeah, Revenant maybe, come maybe, out? I think it's Damon. Damon, yeah. So I think it's going to be just like that. I think it's going to be the, it's going to be Joaquin and Driver now. That'd be kind of cool, pretty, actually, because I, I love both they're actors. They're great actors. Yeah, like, that's, I, they're great actors. But, no, to, to answer your question, though, the Emmys were a joke this year. <laughs> I was happy for Ted Lasso. I knew it was going to sweep it, though. You know, mm. Ted Lasso's the new Shit's Creek. It's going to sweep. Like, I haven't heard a single person who's like, well, I can't stand this show, you know, so. Yeah. Maybe, um, now that season two's done, maybe I'll go ahead and start it next week. But we'll get to shows. I've been watching a fucking lot of TV the past week to catch up on stuff for here. Um, yeah. Mark and David, do you have any um, ending comments on the Emmys? I personally did not enjoy this show at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on TV. I'm very, like, movie-oriented, so it's, um, like, when I, when I watch a show, it's usually just for our podcast, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that either David wants to check out or something I'm interested in. Um, so I don't, I don't watch, like, a lot of these shows I've just kind of heard about. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm surprised that this whole Ted Lasso thing is kind of taken off, because I know these, like, kind of, like, bits that, get turned into movies or shows like these SNL kind of things, right? They don't always do as well. So I'm kind of surprised this one is. I feel you. I feel you. That's yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Emmys were pretty awful. Uh, Dude, um, Lauren Michaels, the, the, the main guy at SNL though, he did do a nice little, little speech for, uh, for Norm. We, I, I, we have another piece of news. I don't know how it connects to the Emmys. Okay. At, did you see that Luke, that Marissa Lucas quote? No, I did not. That came out right. You, you didn't see that? No, I don't know what you're Where talking about. Where she completely, George <clears throat> Lucas's wife. Okay. Where she completely ripped Star Wars a new one. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, dude. I, the the sequel her. trilogy. Good for her, bro. Good for her. What she have anything to be mad about? She just said they, she said Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams know nothing about Star Wars and that they just well, ruined. Yeah, you forgot a name in that list, dude. Your boy Ryan. She didn't call out Ryan. No, okay, she said buddy. she didn't understand the Last Jedi on why he died, but she didn't call him out, man. Okay, well, I mean, but she specifically called out Kathleen. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll did, talk did, Star did Wars later. Did you have to say about Indiana Jones? What? Well, it's not out yet. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so so Dummy came out and she was like, look. I want to have like a fit like I guess Phoebe Waller-Bridge might just be taken over now as Indiana Jones. That's that's not true. Why would she take over as Indiana Jones? Or that that was a quote of like, look, we want to have it more female centric, and so that like, worked so well the first time. Yeah, Stars. man. <laughs> I still have your freaking drunk rant on my phone. Like I, I've I been looking away to like post this on our podcast. This man goes on a legit thirty minute rant, drunk as all hell. Screaming about Captain Kennedy ruining Star Wars. I perk up every time. Anytime I see her name, because I just like, oh, she's fired. Oh, no. What are you, just, well, just, the Indiana, what are you talking about the Indiana Jones thing, though? I mean, it's almost done filming. 
No, I guess like she wants to carry on with Indiana Jones or like spin off with it, but with Phoebe Waller Bridge as uh, maybe carrying on as like that Indiana Jones name or just having movies about her. Yeah, I've I haven't heard anything about that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. That's that's odd. That's odd. That thing. No, I heard that from uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, so. Mr. Sunday Movies. Well, guess what? Guess what, Mark? It is Thursday. We're Mr. Thursday Movies over here, okay? Uh, At Galaxy of Film. It is Wednesday. Uh, Thanks for for killing the spirit, guys. We upload on Thursdays. (laughs) Oh, Oh, oops. I mean, oh, whoa. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that 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 three-hour difference. (laughs) I forget they're East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Assholes. I'm actually North. Okay, up next on the fucking news, we got we got some stuff to do. All right, up next, let's see, we got um, we got a new trailer for Halloween Kills. Did you watch this, Danilo? No, I saw the first one. I was sold. I don't need to watch this anymore. I want to go in there and mm. just be blown away, literally blown while I'm watching this movie, if possible. But I'm just excited for it. It looks like it's just going to be fun, and there's going to be lots of kills. I don't um, know. I go ahead. I'm worried though about the sequel because it's this is now on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think it's on Peacock because of Candyman. Interesting that it won't make the money that Candyman made. Because didn't Candyman not do too hot for other stuff? No, no it, it did, did do good. good. No, I'm thinking it of Suicide good. Squad. Excuse me, I'm thinking of Suicide yeah, Squad. Okay, because yeah, it was yeah. like the <laughs> what a week or two after. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been hearing mixed things. I know IGN hated this movie. I don't listen to what IGN says, dude. They have two dicks in their ears and a fucking clit in their mouth. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a nice Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, IGN to, is something, dude. If you go to Catholic I, um, school. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school, buddy. I can make the joke. And we also had a teacher that sexually assaulted minors, so. I can make the joke. Got you. Hey, don't worry, Danella. We grew up as Jehovah's Witnesses. They covered our Oh, yeah. This episode's turned to a shit show. What the hell? (laughs) All right. uh, Halloween Kills trailer. Yeah. um, It was cool. We got more kills. Nothing crazy happened in this trailer, though. It does the the typical bullshit thing where it ends with someone almost dying that we're supposed to care about. We really don't give two shits about. Um, Mark, did you watch this trailer? Yes, dude. I dude, I'm so fucking juiced for Halloween. Mm. I cannot wait to see this. I'm 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 taking in all the Halloween like spirit that I can p- potentially. Uh, I'm just adding to that too. Um, I'm I'm a little nervous though about like how they're handling this new Halloween. I feel like they're because the whole thing about like these movies are supposed to be like, hey, we we kind of want to give like a, a a better sequel to Halloween because the the other ones like Season of the Witch and everything just got really out of hand. I feel like they're kind of doing it the same way because now that, like, Michael doesn't seem like he's ever going to die. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that, like, I'm hoping these these movies don't start getting really out of hand either. But I am yeah, still yeah. pretty excited for this. I, I wonder, like, where they're going to go. Because I know for sure we still have another movie after this one, too. Yeah, we got Halloween Ends. Yeah. So I guess, well, if, if it ends, then then this should be all right. But, yeah, no, I'm really excited for this one. And, David, did, um, did you watch the, the trailer? 
Uh, no, my thing is I don't really like watching too many trailers on movies that I'm like interested in because I like to be surprised as much as possible so mm -hmm. I can fully feel the effect of the movie, you know, like I don't want to watch the trailer like a 20th time and catch like some Easter egg that's there then I spoil or ruin the movie for myself. Like, Understandable. Oh, man, that would have been cool to see that in a movie, like in the theater, not in a freaking commercial, you know. That's uh, understandable, like, especially of those TV spots right before uh, the theatrical release is out. I, I hate the TV spots, man. I yeah, I do too. I like going, like Mark says all the time, like, I like going to Zero Dark Thirty all the time in those kind of movies. Because I don't want to know anything about it. I'm already, I already know I'm going to watch it. And I want everything, I just want to feel everything fresh. Like, honestly, dude, I don't even know if I'm going to watch the, the second No Way Home trailer when that drops. That's what I, I'm thinking, I think they're going to drop a real big bomb on that one. I'm thinking we'll see Andrew in that. You think so? I think if, at this point, there's too much stuff getting leaked. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, like that, I regret even watching the original trailer for that. Mm -hmm. Just seeing, you know, uh, Otto Octavius on there. I'm like, mother... Fuck, dude, I wish I would have seen that in theaters. It's not sitting, like, with just my boxes on in the living room right now. Yeah, we'll see it on the screen for the first time. Exactly. See, my thing, I think, will be Andrew, the next trailer. We talked about this last week with the whole Venom 2 theories, but... Yeah. Well, that was the leak, too, that... um Or the Reddit leak rumor that all three of them pop up at the end, and that's, you know, the money shot that mm -hmm. makes everyone go see the movie. But everyone else is going to go see the movie anyway, so... Yeah. We'll see. Next news topic, bud. Yeah, I didn't get to watch this trailer, but you did. Uh, the season three trailer for for you on Netflix. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. It looks it looks sweet. You know, it looks like every other trailer. Someone's probably gonna get whacked. Mm. It's just an absolute toxic relationship. Dude's an absolute freak. He's back with his girl Candace, though. They have a kid. That makes it interesting. It's not Candace. It's love. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's love it. was or Candace was the first girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh. I don't know. Like, I'm excited for it. I've I've always liked this. I have no idea what compels me to watch this. It's good, dude. It it is good, man. It's weird. It, it's a bad weird. Like it's a, <laughs> it it's works. a train wreck you just can't like look away from. That is a good point. It is. It is. Did you ever watch the um the movie? It's kind of similar. Ingrid goes west. Yeah. Did you Did you like that? Not really. That was oh, with okay. Olsen in uh. Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. No, I didn't like that. I thought that was pretty bad, actually. Okay. I thought the premise was there, but it was just bad. Okay, okay. All right, Mark, did you did you watch the trailer for you? Are you a fan of this show at all? Uh, no, I didn't. I've never even heard of this show. You? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm just sitting here quietly looking it up on Netflix. Yeah, I got I got nervous. I was like, oh shit, I don't know. I was more juice for Atlanta season three than I was oh. for whatever this was. You, I, I love Atlanta seen, actually. I need to watch know. season three. Well, no, no, it's not like it. I need to um, finish season two, excuse me. Oh, you're going to fucking love season two. I've seen some videos on YouTube about this show, actually. Like, just calling, uh, pointing out, like, the ridiculousness, I guess, of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I watched the show myself, so I, I can't really judge it, uh, mm -hmm. personally. But, yeah, just, like, a bunch of, like, YouTubers, like, just ripping the show a new one, I guess. Just I like it. I mean, it's... premise, like, Ingrid Goes West, because I, I, I actually kind of like that movie. I liked how crazy, like, Aubrey Plaza was in that and, like, how she got, like, oh, almost famous off that shit. Dude, well, if, man, you like, like, if you like if you like Ingrid like Goes that West, one from the craziness, you'll you'll love you. It gets deep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to add that to my freaking watch list to like the other forty things I have to watch still. Yeah, that's the other thing from being repressed. Trying to finish, trying to finish these Harry Potter movies and shit. Oh, I finished that long. Ago. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies? I nah. just watched them last week. I I'm never on seen a single one. Right <laughs> what? 
I, I've never seen a single one from beginning to end. I've never seen a, I've seen I've seen parts, but I've never fully sat down as like I'm gonna watch Harry Potter. It's like one of those things I tell Mark. Like I personally enjoyed it, but I can see why you wouldn't want to watch it, or like I wouldn't judge you for if you say you didn't like these shows or these movies or anything like that. Because I yeah. think you do have to have some sort of like taste for the Harry Potter movies. Because it starts like, off yeah. kind of childish in a way, and then it just kind of slightly matures as the movies go on. But that's like the fourth film, where it's slightly more like like towards like the uh, team. Yeah, this shit's getting more interesting as it goes. Yeah, I hate Which, that you know, fourth movie. I, I have hate a it. film. I have a brand. You know Brandon? Yeah. Well, duh. We've talked him on the fucking show. Yeah, I have never seen any of the Star Wars. Not even the first one. Uh, what? Don't you think, that, don't you think I, that's a bit weird for a film student? How yeah. is he? How has he come on Galaxy of Film with never seeing a Star Wars movie? Exactly, bud. Exactly. He's do better, Brandon. Do better. Yeah. Do better. Be better, bud. Be better. Um, up next, A24 announced a new film with Denzel, uh, Macbeth, The Tragedy of Macbeth. That's the uh, Michael B. Jordan movie, right? Is? Wh- what? Is we, we said with, with Denzel? Denzel's in this, right? Oh, yeah, okay. I know he's directing a movie that with Michael B. Jordan. What? I think I'm losing. Yeah, I think I lost you guys. I seen a trailer for it. It's like Michael B. Jordan's in the army, and say so he writes something for his kid. Denzel Washington is directing it. No. D- b- what? What? <laughs> yeah, dude, I seen the trailer for when I seen a uh, Cry Macho. So Michael B. Jordan's like in the army, and then he. Oh, died. I know what you're talking. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That does look. We're talking about that A24 movie, um, Macbeth, the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, Mark, you dumbass. Oh, that okay. So I've seen I've seen some posts about that shit. I seen something funny today. There's something that said uh, Shakespeare finally got his feature at uh, 457 years old. Never stopped grinding. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, what the f- Michael B. Jordan's not in Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard Denzel. I was like, oh shit, okay, that movie. I was like, yeah, whatever. You're high. I knew it. You're drunk. I knew it. Uh, yeah, Macbeth. Uh, Danilo, any fucking thoughts? <laughs> Does this confirm that Apple bought A24 and they're slowly taking their stuff? Because I think that Come On, Come On is going to Apple as well. And that's A24 with Jer- uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And this is going to Apple as well. Oh, this is going to Apple? Mm-hmm. See, I only saw the poster. This is going to Apple. This gets a, like a two-week release and then it's to Apple Plus TV. Well... Also, keep Mike um, on the rocks from last year was also on Apple. I know, but that's Apple taking a lot of A twenty four stuff, man. Maybe they just have a good deal worked out as like a trial for the buy. They might, you know, but I want to have my stuff on physical media, bud. Uh, Yeah, uh, weird enough, on the rocks will get a physical release next year. Wow! Holy shit! A year and a half long. There's hope for Cherry, man. There's hope for Cherry. I forgot Dude, about I, Cherry. I, I have Apple TV. I have. I haven't watched a single thing on there. The only thing I'm I'm interested in watching is Foundation. Everything the Beastie else Boys. Right. The yeah. Beastie Boys documentary is pretty good. Ted Lasso, man. Oh yeah, that's on there. I gotta, I gotta watch Fucking Ted Lasso. Christ. All right. Next topic, bud. <laughs> All right. We got some the posters. Look good though. Okay. We got some posters for the new Ghostbusters film, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, two posters. One of the the new crew with Paul Rudd in front of the Ecto One, and then the same shot but from behind. I like the behind trailer because we get the logo. Front one's kind of ugly looking in my opinion. It's weird seeing Finn Wolfhart being tall, 
because he's not that tall in the movie, it looks like. So this poster looks very recent. Um, regardless, I'm still excited for this movie. Definitely one of my most anticipated movies for the rest of the year. Big Ghostbusters fan. Um, Danilo, I know you're not a Ghostbusters fan. Do you like the posters at all, though? They don't ma- They don't. They don't matter to me. But you being excited for it makes me excited for the movie. I'm so excited. I'll, I'll be excited to go see it, man. I'll be you're excited to go see it and talk about No, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to go see about it and talk about it with you. But I couldn't care for that first one with Bill Murray. Because I, like, I did watch bits and pieces of it. I, I just didn't like it. I was too old when I saw it. So I'm weird, like, man. I'm not watching this, you know, but I'll watch this because you seem excited about it, and we're probably going to double-team it with the uh, original Ghostbusters. Dude, so. well, this is a little bit of an announcement for our listeners. I hope you guys like Ghostbusters because we are doing, that week, the first four-film feature on Galaxy of Film. We're doing all four fucking movies. Yeah, Ma- Max will be talking about two, three, and four, and I'll be talking about the one with the women. <laughs> the only one that yeah thank you Danielle. i don't have to watch that one <laughs> i got you bob i got you i i um I, I, anything I, anything with freaking what's her favorite with thunder force lady melissa mccarthy no leslie yeah. leslie jones oh oh i forgot wait she... no no melissa no, mccarthy right the first time yeah yeah but leslie jones is in ghostbusters isn't she that she woman is one? yeah okay. she is Okay, yeah, Mark, what uh, what do you think of the Afterlife posters, buddy? I'm pretty juiced for it, man. I uh, I'm hearing a lot of good things about it. Like all the people who have seen it, they're saying that it keeps in the spirit of the first one. Um, I'm I'm assuming Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd will show up. I think they showed up in one of the trailers, right? Dan Aykroyd did at the end, and then the yeah. then Hasbro decided half an hour later to leak the action figures. But they pull a Mecha Godzilla on us. They did. Yeah, the uh, whole the whole cast. God damn. Okay. Well, I mean, at least it'd still be there. And uh, yeah, just to have still. Him, I want him to like just pull out some some uh, some of his vodka. I was gonna say I want to promote his vodka. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. It's funny you mention that because that's the only vodka I drink. Actually, it's downstairs. <laughs> You're the man, bro. You're the man. How does it feel to be drinking cancer? <laughs> okay, look. What is it's, it? No glycol. He says millions of crystals. <laughs> the purest you'll ever drink. David, did I catch you saying you didn't like Melissa McCarthy a second ago though? Uh, that's the Thunder Force lady, correct? Yeah. I love to hate her. Or her films, anyways. That's... Damn. So far. Uh, by She's Thunder bad, Force, dude. Listen here. She's listen bad. Here. Dude, we I went... Bullshit, bro. Boomer, you were praising... You were praising boomer, that woman a couple weeks ago. And both of my eyes. A couple weeks ago, Danielle, you were praising the fuck out of Melissa McCarthy when you talked about the nines. For the ni- For the nines. Where is that Melissa McCarthy, though? Yeah, but dude, you were talking about, I just missed the day and age where we had her in fucking movies all the time. Seen Thunder Force? Yeah. Have you guys seen Thunder Force? No, fuck no, Thunder dude. Force, that dude. That looks like it, that that may, that would make me want to just never watch film again, probably. I had to check myself into the psychiatric ward of the hospital for about a week. I missed a whole episode on, on our podcast for that movie. Because I was mentally unstable after that. Some dumbass, but I can... Oh, look at me. I'm chewing really annoyingly and very supposedly funny into the camera. Look at me chewing my mouth open. Yeah, it's hilarious. She had, that, she had that one movie that came out a year ago where she was, like, impersonating a writer. Remember that? Um, I don't remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, because I always saw the trailer for it. 
I could, there was nowhere to watch that movie. Like, you know, I kept looking for it, like, when I was, like, trying to do my rounds for the Oscars. And, they're like, you, you know, most of the times, like, these movies will get, like, a two-week window where they'll be in theaters for a while. That one just never did. Yeah. It's all right. But that wraps up for the news this week, guys. Let's go ahead and talk about some shows. Danilo, give me the, the recap of Marvel's What If for this week. I don't watch this show. I'm done with this thing. This is the stupidest fucking show I've watched. So I don't I don't wake up and make this my first thing to watch. What If was the zombie one, correct? Yeah. Or- no. No, it had this. He's right. It was the zombie one. It had zombies in it. That wasn't this week's episode. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Show. Not this week's, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can give the recap, dude. Mark, I did you watch Visions What If? Instead. Here I thought I was caught up. Like uh, the latest one I watched was like the zombie What If, um, the one where you know all the Avengers turn into into zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I barely watched the Doctor Strange one yesterday. Oh my god! I, I think that's the best one, honestly. I the, after I saw the uh, one, the one I just watched last week's. I recaught up on last week's with Michael B. Jordan or whatever his fucking name is. I'm like, oh, this so show yeah. it just doesn't know how to pace itself at, at all. Yeah, where uh, Killmonger saves. Tony yeah. Stark. Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. watch that one. Yeah. We're either going too fast, we're going too slow. I just, yeah. I have no idea. Sounds like you watched it though, Max. Was it was it good, man? Was yeah, I like this. I like this show, dude. It's it's kind of quirky. I don't mind the pacing just because it's out there. It's something different. Um, it's harmless, in my opinion. You know, it's, say, it's, this show is a hundred percent fan service, and I'm okay with it, dude. Because it's not it's not fan service in an offensive way, you know. No, it's not. I agree with that. So you know, once a week, like I think I talked about this when the show first started. I don't have to rush home or wake up early to watch this. I'll watch my lunch break at work. You know, it's something to pass thirty minutes with. I get a laugh here and there. You know, I get to hear some actors or voice actors come back. Which, speaking of, fucking Natalie Portman came back. Yeah, which, what the fuck? I was like, dude, you're telling me you came back for an episode of What If, but you couldn't come back for the Clone Wars movie? Sir Christopher Lee came back for that movie. Natalie, you had less lines in Clone Wars than one scene of your What If appearance. I, that was weird. Uh, but in this episode, it's what if Thor was an only child. Um, it's, on paper, a pretty awful episode. This is just a comedy one, which is weird. Um, but everyone comes back. Nelly Portman, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kat Dennings, uh, Samuel Jackson even, which was weird. Everyone's fucking back. Thor comes to party on Earth with Loki as a frost giant, which I actually... I was hoping you would have watched this one because of that, Danilo. In Loki Season 2, I hope we get to see that variant of Loki. Because he's like a, a, a 10 foot tall actual frost giant. Yeah. And he has um, the horns made of ice with him instead. It's a pretty cool um, variant that I'd like to see. They kind of show like a frost version of Loki on like uh, the sh- on Season 1. Like not like for too long, but it was just like kind of like going through like the quick versions of like all the variants that they had already. Uh, deleted pretty much i like the multiverse yeah like, they I, did i believe i like to see it i want to yeah. see him make an appearance though like uh like kid loki and a uh, classic loki and whatnot Annoying. but it was a harmless episode the, the coolest thing about this one though is captain marvel got a front and center stage appearance and we see captain marvel and thor face off kind of is somewhat giving closure to that little 
a little rivalry they had in the beginning of Endgame, which is neat because we don't really see Avengers fight anymore, um, you know, since Civil War, obviously. But it reminded me of the scene of the first Avengers where it's Cap versus Thor, and then, I mean, excuse me, where it's Tony versus Thor, and then Cap steps in and intervene. Uh, the whole episode reminded me of that, really, but not the best, not the worst. It just kind of existed. I had a good time with it, though. But at the end of this episode, it teased, which is weird because we haven't seen a sequel episode yet. We see Vision wearing the Ultron armor with all Infinity Stones. And it just ends right there. So I'm assuming that's next week's episode. And then the final episode, I think, will be the uh, Gamora, Daughter of Thanos episode. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. I, I liked the episode. It was fun for my lunch break, but that's about it. Are the uh, the watchers getting way more involved in this? I I I've noticed that like every once in a while he'll he'll pop up and like in the background or something. I don't know if he if he's popping up more in like these later shows. You just, see him, him, you see him in the background. I think in yeah. every episode since three or four, um, but he doesn't say much uh, except for that Doctor Strange episode. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, because he he kept popping up in that one. I was like, I wonder if like he's just gonna. Maybe start, like, this is, like, gearing up to have him in live action. Like, at least more. Could be. I'd be okay with that, man. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool, honestly. But, um, aside from What If this week, we've got some other shows for to talk about. Um, we're actually going to be doing a LFG bonus episode next week on this. But Star Wars Visions, the whole first season dropped today. So um, we're doing an LFG episode in the entire season next week, but we're, we're going to talk about the first episode. Danilo, do you want to give us a um, a recap on this? Yeah, so it starts off black and white. It's animation, but it looks like it's shot in film. Um, and we're in a little town. And some bad guys come to this town and start pillaging. And the town fights off the pirates. But then out pops a Sith with an umbrella-type lightsaber-looking-ass thing. And then there's a protector in that town who also has a red blade, so we assume he's a Sith as well. And he fights the pirates and saves the town, along with the help of a droid. It was only 14 minutes, I believe, right? Yeah, it was, it was 14, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Yeah. all the, all these have been like 15, 16 minutes. Yeah, just short little things. Yeah, it's been cool, though. Are you guys also watched uh, Visions? I watched the whole thing today already. Yeah. I got like three more episodes to go, but dude, I'm freaking loving it. Oh yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I, um, I don't want to say anything like something actually spoiled. Yeah, I was gonna say because we're because we're doing an episode on Friday, but dude, I'm I'm so juiced. Yeah, we're just about episode one. Um, yeah. I I fucking hated this up until the Ronin and whoever the fucking the wannabe Sith, the Umbrella, they're on the log doing the. The waterfall, dude. I fucking hated this episode almost. I watched it twice to try to change my mind. Up until that second half of the fight, where the the waterfall comes, Ronan's in the cave and he stabs her, and it's revealed, oh, he's hunting dark side users or a Sith. It's kind of weird. Sith kyber crystals. Yeah, but we, he's specifically hunting them. He has all the you know several kyber crystals, obviously. Yeah. Although that's so a cool concept. You know, Grievous, where like he just has his all like the little trophies in his sleeve yeah um i thought that was a really cool concept i thought the droid was neat i was just wearing the straw hat um my whole whole, the only thing on my mind this whole fucking episode is what the fuck's going on here 
why do we have pirates using first order gear armor so this is post or rise of skywalker this woman's claiming she's a sith but the sith have been destroyed why the fuck does she have an umbrella lightsaber i was just more confused than anything dude um and then i did some research and we've been talking about this since what episode two of this show danilo i think all since the disney investors meeting we were told star wars visions was canon this morning it was announced. I never heard that. We've talked. Nick even brought it up. I spoke with Nick today, and he was like, "Yeah, I've been saying this is canon the whole fucking time." But I saw him make that announcement this morning. I never thought it was canon. Yeah, that was yeah, my issue like for I, this with the get go. Just like how I thought "What If" was in canon, but "What If" is canon. Yeah, that's that was the whole thing. "What If" and "Visions" were canon. See, I didn't think "What If" "Visions" was canon though. I thought this was just yeah. going to be silly stories that they randomly told in an animation style that we haven't seen before. No, I thought we talked about this when we did, uh, ooh, not No, my edge. problem, my problem was we were told everything was going to be canon, and then that just got completely thrown out the window, um, you know, so I'm like, okay, I, you know, because I read the books leading up to every single movie, because mm-hmm. I was told those would pay off in the movie. Just yeah. Just time I'll never get, just time I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> So. Um, no, we do have a we ha- we have a Muppet running our, our franchise right now, so it's just it happens. Right? It's no, we do. Can... Like, they, like, what are we doing here, man? Like, like, what are we dropping right now? As much as I like this episode, what the hell are we dropping? Well, I have no idea what we're doing at that company. It's a, it's another story, but to only to only focus on visions. I did enjoy it. I thought the animation was cool. I liked how they pretended it was in film. I thought the story was fine. I mean, at the end of the day, what I told myself was, Danilo, have zero expectations for Star Wars and think that they make they made the show for 14-year-old people, for or 12-year-old people, you know, kids. No. So, you know, when you're going with that attitude, you can't be disappointed. So, I was I was presently surprised at how much I enjoyed the episode. Yeah, dude, I, um, like I said, my, my whole first viewing experience, I was like, damn, this is canon, this makes no sense. Then this morning, it was talked about, it was headlined, this is not canon at all. Someone at Disney said, this is not a canon show. So I watched it a second time, went into a more open mind, um, and I watched the first four episodes, but we're talking about that on LFG next, next week. Um, again, I didn't enjoy the first half of this, at least. I mean, it's, it's only 14 minutes long. It's not saying much. What's seven minutes of me not liking a Star Wars for once? Um, and this is of the particular episode, but I did think that second half was pretty cool. And it looks like we're getting this story continued because there's a book coming out of this character um, in like two or three weeks. But um, Mark, okay. what are you, how are you feeling? You sound positive about this show. Oh, dude, I was I was loving it. I, I didn't go in thinking it was canon or anything. I thought it was just a cool way to show, like, different artists and directors and show off uh, their art styles. Uh, but with just Star Wars as the, the foundation of it. Like, that, that Twins episode, watching that, I was like, this, this like, this reminds me of something I would have watched on WB Kids. Right? It just, it, it got me all nostalgic. It just, it felt good to watch that stuff. And that, that first one, too, that first episode with the, the Umbrella one. That shit had me juiced, man. I was I was excited. Yeah, and like I, the same way, I didn't expect any of this was canon. So like, when I when the first time I seen the trailer and I seen the umbrella saber, I was like, you know what? Star Wars anime, perfect mix. No one knew, no one thought about. Good ass mix. Best mix ever. This reminded me of like, uh, did you guys ever see Gotham Knights, the Batman like anime? 
Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, it just it, it reminded me of that. It was just a cool way to show off Batman in an anime form. Different styles of animation. Yeah, just just something to like different paces. Like I, I'm glad too. It wasn't all just the same type of like anime, or that it was. It was like a medley. Yeah, at one point, the, speaking about the the twins episode, I was like, "What in the Guin Logan fucking Jinchuriki bullshit is this?" It was, it was like Beyblade. I was like, "This it's just fucking." I wanted to get some cereal. Like <laughs> <laughs> re-experience your childhood. Right yeah, there, dude. Five minutes. And I like that they're like 15, like 15, 16 minutes long. Like that's a perfect like amount for a show. It, it reminded me of like the old Clone Wars from like 2002. Yeah, the Travowski, like, whatever his fucking name is. Yeah, the, the yeah. one that looked like Samurai Jack. Yeah, yeah, that's I did like my, the runtime. Yeah, like that. That shit was like it just it breezy. It just it feels good to watch. It's just something that kind of like I'll put this on in the background probably after a while and just look up at every once in a while and just enjoy it. You forget yeah, it. it was refreshing. It was yeah. refreshing. Something yeah, the pacing new. I thought was nice at least. You know, it didn't drag on too bad for me. Um, just this first episode. It was something dude, new though. It was, was something new, and I will, I will, dude. Even though this, you know, I'll save my my full thoughts of the rest of the show after I finish watching it because I'm almost halfway through, and for LFG. But like, I will applaud Disney for taking this risk. This is something we've been wanting, just something new and original from Disney. And yeah. it's just not working for me, but I'm glad they took the risk in some way, shape, or form. I was expecting a lot more out of this, honestly. But my thinking. my issue is, if you're going to take the risk, go full on. Like Marvel did with WandaVision. Like they're doing with What If. If you're taking a risk, don't drop the whole season at once. Don't tease if we're maybe getting a season two. Just flat out say it or not. Because to me, the way this show is handled so far reminds me exactly like Forces of Destiny and the Galaxy of Adventure stuff. Just dropping it at once. Mm-hmm. The way this show reminds me of is the entire sequel trilogy. Just putting something out there, slapping Star Wars on it, trying to make it new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no, no plan in sight. A random book comes out, a random comic comes out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll save our full thoughts after we finish it though. You know, maybe maybe I'll fucking love it, uh, but so far not not so much. See, so, yeah, I do have a very soft spot for anime in general. So mm-hmm. I am like I'm watching this show with like very rose tinted glasses. Okay, that's yeah. interesting at least. Cuz I'm yeah. I'm not an anime person at all. <laughs> really? Okay. I've Yeah, like honestly, there was like... some dude I really liked in like high school and whatnot, but I just I don't want to say I grew out of it, but I just lost interest rather quickly by uh, by the quantity over quality of it. Yeah, yeah, I do feel that, especially with like some of the main like animes that everyone always talks about, like freaking Naruto and Bleach. How slow the pacing is for those kind of shows. Like I, watching that. I really enjoyed One Piece for a bit. There's a thousand episodes of that show now. Yeah, yeah, I stopped around episode 110. Yeah, dude. Like I'm not. <sighs> yeah, it's just something I had. Uh... To dip out of at some point. Yeah, and I don't blame you for that. I, I honestly got understand. I dipped out a couple shows myself, and I'm like the big anime fan. Mm-hmm. Too much to watch. There's too much to watch everywhere. Too many shows, too many movies to dedicate your entire life to one show. It takes 20 years to finish for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong about that. But um, yeah. is anybody else any final comments on Star Wars Visions? Just the first episode. Just the first episode. No, I'm good. Yeah, I, I covered it for the most part. 
Okay. Um, one other show. I don't know if anyone's watched this. Um, if you have or whatnot. Um, oh, Danilo has lost power, it appears. What the heck? I was looking just straight into the camera for too long. I thought it was on my end, possibly. But I was like, oh. Oh, well, like, he looks very shocked for no reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, um, the, oh, he just left. Yeah, he lost fucking power. Oh, well. Um, for the rest of the show segment before we cut the break, um, I was binging the hell out of it because Dakari was on the show a couple weeks ago. We were discussing it. Uh, Wu-Tang American Saga on Hulu. I hated the first two episodes when the show originally came out. But I gave it another shot after Dakari hyped the hell out of it. And, dude, I binged the fuck out of the show, caught up, and I'm loving every second of it. Um, season, episode 5 dropped today, which is halfway through Season 2. Are you guys... Have you guys watched the show at all? No. I, I have not, but um, I like... I think that first episode when I hopped on with you guys and you guys were talking about it, it did sound pretty interesting. I guess it's it's covering the Wu-Tang and um, they're coming up. Yeah, so Season 1... Is just them working on their first single, right? And just kind of not uniting with each other, but just character development, like beginning character development, basically. Yeah. Um, which is weird to say because it's based off of a true story, so it's like, uh, is it really character development when it's, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say also, like, I feel like I would have less enjoyment of the show if I were to watch it because I never, like, I've, I haven't heard a single song from the Wu Tang Clan. I mean, you have cream. I'm sure you. I'm sure you've heard. If you if you show me like if you listen like uh, give it to me, send me the playlist or whatever. I'm sure I heard like one or two songs out there entire like just like uh, freaking you know all the songs they have out there. But mm-hmm. you know like I said, I grew up in a very sheltered, you know, environment. So like I'm I'm playing catch up with all my music, games, and you know I'm literally playing catch up with everything. But just to you know sum sum up my idea, I just don't think I'll find the same enjoyment as a as someone else who's already like listened to all the songs and all the. You know, big ass fan of Wu Tang Clan, pretty much. Fair enough, yeah. dude. I, I can respect that. Um, but season two so far is about them making the first album, which is interesting. So I'm hoping season three is like their solo projects. That'd be cool. But I'm loving the fuck out of the show. I can't wait for next Wednesday for episode six. Um, this has quickly overtaken my other current favorite show going on. Only murders in the building. Have you um have you watched any of this, Mark? I know we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. The past two weeks we've been talking about the show. Yeah, yeah, I know you, uh, you were talking about it. I mean, I I still haven't seen that one yet. Um, I did I did want to go quickly back to the Wu Tang thing though, real quick. Okay. If I could ask you this. So like, here's the thing: a lot of times with like biopics is that a lot of times they'll handle a situation very like with kid gloves, right? Mm-hmm. There's people that are like, no, I don't want you to talk about that, or like. You know, can you water down that kind of situation? I, as a Wu Tang fan, as watching the show, do you feel like you're learning something about the band, or they're covering events that happened in their history pretty like correctly? Yeah, RZA is is right to the show. Okay, okay, like so RZA is it, but like the other guy, like Method Man and all those guys, are they not like they're are, producers are they as well? Yeah, let's let's talk about everything that ever happened with them. It's mainly RZA, but other key events like Raekwon and Ghostface had huge beef. Which is what the first two episodes were about because Ghostface sh- like did a drive by or no excuse me Raekwon did a uh, drive by on Ghostface's family. Oh shit! Yeah, so like it, the major stuff like that is touched upon. If someone goes to prison, if someone gets arrested, if something bad, if someone dies, it's touched upon. 
you know, um, but it is written with Frizza. Method Man, uh, I think even Raekwon's a producer on this show, so it definitely has the, the creative hands involved, um, so it feels authentic, truly, which is something I really respect, and um, the guy that plays old, old Odie Bastard, ODB, is fantastic, he's the best part of this show in my opinion, like, Rizza takes the spotlight just because he's the head of the group, and because as well, the dude's fucking writing the movie or the show, but it, it's fantastic, dude. I'm loving every second of this show now. Yeah, um, I'm honestly, I'm glad to hear that they're they're willing to like, yeah, let's let's talk about like our history and not not kind of skip over some stuff. But that tends to be a problem. I know that was like. Kind of, yeah, even for like straight out of Compton, I know like there was some stuff that they didn't really want to talk about, like some of the beef they like Easy had with like Mob Deep and, and stuff like that. And maybe it was just because of time, or, or mm-hmm. just because like they wanted to, you know, they didn't want to soil Easy's name or anything. But I mean, it, it's cool to see that like Wu Tang is putting out their history and hopefully getting some new fans. Um, yeah, man. That, that album that uh, Screlly, uh, that guy or whatever, are they gonna ever release that? Sure. Oh, are you are you talking about the? Are we talking about this in the podcast? The Once Upon a Time in Shaolin? Uh, no, no. There was like a guy. Monscarelli. Yeah, Monscarelli. He had like a an unreleased. Yeah, Wu-Tang that's album Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Oh, okay. Is that so? Is that finally like out and everyone's able to hear it? No, I don't. I don't think he legally can release it. Oh. I thought he had the freedom to release it, but he just hasn't, just because he's a douchebag. No, he can play it to exclusive listening parties. Oh, okay. But he can't just mass release it. From my understanding, at least. Um, yeah, it's actually is the, the highest selling album of all time, technically. Like, most expensive album, I should say. Yeah, because what? Like, you want it from, like, silver, several million, right? Like, Something like that, like that, dude. Oh, stupid amount. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah. yeah. Loving the Wu Tang show, man. Check it out if you're, if you're a fan of Wu Tang. But uh, Only Murders in the Building, another Hulu show with uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. We've been talking about this for the past two weeks. Um, I won't spoil anything because you guys haven't seen any of it yet, and I'll continue talking about it for us this season every once in a while. Still fantastic, still holding up. Uh, we find out who Tie-Dye Guy is, finally. So, good stuff. Good stuff for sure. Even though, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Shore are comedy legends and well-respected actors, Selena Gomez steal this fucking show, dude. I'm so happy she's back in acting. Um, yeah, I'm loving every bit of his show as well. But Wu-Tang, it, it took over for me with this season two premiere, honestly. But Yeah, I'm very I'm very pick and choose with, with my shows. Like, I'm barely getting around to, like, watching Dave. Yeah, because we have, yeah, we work a shit ton. Yeah, and I'm 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 a big sports fan too, so that takes up a lot of my time. But this mm-hmm. show looks interesting. I'm I'm a big Steve Martin fan, and I'm, I'm glad to see him working with Martin Short again. Um, it's cool to see like them with Selena. Just a very like, it just makes you scratch your head. But I guess if it works, then that's cool to see. Hopefully, hopefully, like that show will really start to take off, and and people will really get hop on it. Yeah, they have a great dynamic with Selena. Actually, it's it's kind of odd. You wouldn't expect uh, a former Disney star. You just kind of throw in there with him. But it works. It works well, dude. For he sure. successfully shaked off that. Disney that, persona. That told it. It's, that's something that a lot of people just, It's if they're in Disney, they're kind of handcuffed to it sometimes. But mm-hmm. she's able to. Yeah, that's why they go like really extreme with like freaking shaving their heads and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Like, just so she had that. that persona of, I'm not a kid anymore. 
Because everyone just looked at her and goes, well, like, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? But, like, she has transitioned. Wowless. Entertain me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're still the Disney, man. You don't get to, you don't get to, you don't get to go. Where else are you going to go? Right? You, you know, know what I mean? You're not going to take out those earglows. That's what I'm saying. That, that freaking Raven is still trying to shake that so Raven. She had to go back to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. I was yeah. going to send a quick comment. Like, we do, like, I need to get, like, this, like, uh, you guys need to write a full-on list of like movies and shows I need to watch because you guys are like throwing like name dropping a bunch of shows I've never even heard of I'm like damn I, I have a, I still have such a long way to go even though I just watched like the Godfather like two nights ago yeah re- I've never seen two or three I've only seen the first Godfather love yeah. it though just watch the second one that's all you gotta do just watch the second you know, I've, I've heard because three isn't based off of a book it's just kind of out there yeah and it's, it's very out there <laughs> also like the third one I did see some like uh some pieces here and there, and just how terrible, like, the director's sister, uh, daughter, right? Sophia Coppola? So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus she's Christ. A, she's a better director than she is Please, actress. please tell me you're not going to do it, father. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is like Thunder Force all over again. Oh, it's, boy, it's, quit referencing Thunder Force. <laughs> Here's the nope. thing. If you have the antidote to the poison, I assume I ingested from how sick I felt from watching that movie. I will stop. I will stop ever seeing that. Maybe like a like a Rick, uh, Rick and Morty, or like, yeah. like, a, like a Morty's mind blower thing on you. Yeah, exactly. Just pull just... that shit out and put it somewhere. Exactly. Jesus Christ. We'll have a room full of red crystals. Just <laughs> yeah. Are we on break? What? Hello. 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 Welcome the fuck what? back, dude. Are we on break right now? Or are we? No, dude. We're having a conversation talking about on the fucking podcast, dude. Trying to respect the show. My bad, like, dude. We just lost power. Did you see that? Yeah, I responded to your text, Danilo. No, but I mean, did you see, though, like, on my screen, though, it went dark? Yes. Okay. Stream of the week before we cut to our break, guys, and go over the rating system. Oh, um, I'm actually picking a, a mini docuseries on HBO Max, or HBO, excuse me. No, God, what am I talking about? It's on Showtime, excuse me. And I picked this one because it matches what we're talking about for shows. It's the Wu-Tang, or Wu-Tang Clan documentary of Mike's and Men. If you don't want to dedicate yourself to the show, watch the docuseries. It's four fucking episodes. It goes deep into the uh, Wu-Tang history, and it covers everything from the big moments, the little moments. All the members narrate it, excluding ODB, because he's no longer here. But his former wife, his widow, actually fills in for him and discusses some uh, some personal stories involving him. I highly recommend this this docuseries. It's, uh, it's on Showtime. Give it a fucking listen, you know. But uh, we'll be right back after we go over our br- or have a break and go over our rating system if you're new to the show. And when we come back, we'll be talking about Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho. Right back. Oh, hi, Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the boat. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? 
All right, and we're back from our break. I was unaware that David was not able to make it for us to the episode. He had to step off. But, um, yeah, we're continuing on. You know, we still got Mark here. Neil's here as well, of course. Let's go ahead. As always. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about Clint Eastwood's new film, Crime Macho. Daniel, give me the uh, the recap, bro. Okay. Well, Clint Eastwood has a friend um, back in, like, what was the year? 70-something? Yeah. 70-something. And he got fired. And then all of a sudden, we jump a year later. Well, first we find out that Clint Eastwood's character had a back injury. Um, and so kind of why he got fired, you know. And then we jump a year ahead. And the guy who fired him comes back, and he looks a bit sick, sicklier, or sick, sicker, not in good health. And he's like, hey, Clint, I got um, a fucking kid in Mexico, Tijuana, that I need you to res- rescue. And Clint's like, I don't think I'm the man for the job. But he's like, here's some cash. And then Clint took a look, and he's like, oh, shit, my boy needs business. So Clint Eastwood travels down to Mexico and tries to find the fucking um, kid. He's is successful finding the kid, but first he finds his mom, who seems to be living living lavish, as they said back in the day. Just an absolute fucking rocket and uh I don't I don't know, millionaire, billionaire. Like she yeah. was doing pretty wealthy. Um she has security guards. And she's a bit toxic. She's a bit toxic because she was like, take my kid, but then she was all like, You're never taking my kid. And Clint was like, I'm just trying to find this kid and go. You know, I don't even know. I don't have any relations with you, lady. Just just don't kill me. He finds a kid in a little cockfight, and then they try to escape while the wife is sending her security guards, her personnel, her team after after them because she's like, you're not taking my kid away. And during that, Clint Eastwood just keeps on traveling and goes into a town and just tries to, you know, take the kid back home to Texas, right? Mm-hmm. That's what That's the state that it was. And, spoiler alert, he made it. He made it to Texas. Um, in between, though, he goes to this town, and he falls in love with the... I, I don't know if falling in love is the right term, because there's a bit of an age difference there. But he has a good time. He's he's very... He has a good time with this uh, little Latino family, which is all good and dandy. And then, um... He takes him back home. And that was the end, kind of. And then Clint Eastwood goes back to his home. His new home. Which was in Mexico. Yeah. Pretty pretty simple plot for a pretty simple movie. Yep. So I'm um, let me I'm I'll, I'll cut straight to it. You didn't you didn't like this movie, did you? I fell asleep. I I fell asleep to this movie. Um <laughs> I did. I I found the acting in the beginning to be terrible. Mhm. To be just flat it felt like they were in my opinion, it felt like they were reading the lines off of things. It felt like the editing was choppy. Like when we saw that scene, and we saw that him getting fired, it was just like a a cut, like the conversational cut. You know that thirty third, the one eighty rule in cinema or whatever. Mm. But it just felt so out of place. And I'm thinking to myself, what happened here? I know you're ninety something, but you just directed Richard Jewell. You had the mule. What's going on here, bud? So the when you say the beginning, get- do you mean that first? Before the time jump. Until he gets to when he picks up the kid and when they go on the run. Okay. Everything before that, in my opinion, was just bad acting all around. And bad directing, bad editing, just everything. Okay. Um, the, the plot, I could care less about, you know. Mm-hmm. 
like I don't think it's realistic, but I see movies because I know they're not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like that's sure, the yeah. point of yeah, so like I could care less of what the plot is like. Mm-hmm. Like you we're going to talk about the mule. The plot's probably never happened, you know, maybe it happened to like one or two people. The mule's based but, off a real story. Oh, well, well what can you do, right? <laughs> anyway, though. Yeah, it was I don't know, man. This is this is based off of a book too. I think it's a real story as well. Yeah, I think it is too. Not to mention it. <laughs> I didn't like it, man. I just found it bad, like slow in a bad way, mm-hmm. and choppy in a bad way. Okay. Is that it? Oh, I thought you were going to continue. My bad. No, that's um, it. That's it. I, um, I'm good. Okay, Mark. How, how did you? How did you overall feel about this? Okay, so I I got a respect for for Clint Eastwood for being 91 and still being cohesive enough to write, direct, and act in his own movie. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. Um, I, I really like The Mule and Richard Jewell. I, I thought it was okay. This, though, I'm watching this going, all right, buddy, it might be time to hang it up because th- this movie went nowhere. And it started it, it started going somewhere like in that first act. Once that second act hit, like when he finally has the kid, I was like, no, nothing happened in this movie. Just not, as soon as it ended, I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I really didn't. I really didn't like this one. Dang, man. I'll, I'll be the fucking positive voice here. Shit. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed the um, Cry Macho. This, as, as you get older, we, we, at the beginning of the scene of the movie, we discover, you know, Clint's wife's dead. I'm just going to call him Clint. I don't even know his fucking character's name. Yeah, his wife's dead. His kid's dead. They died in a car accident. He's old. He has nothing left to him. When he goes to pick up this kid for his former boss and friend, I feel like once he, once he has the kid, right, and you're on the road and they begin to bond a bit, then it comes to him. You know, this is my chance to make an impression on someone, to have some form of a legacy left, to have some form of uh, passing down of of just. Your personality, if that makes sense. You know, because, like, it's hard to even describe, man, <laughs> if I'm honest. But I took this really as, like I said, him passing things down. Um, and it's more about the journey and just how simple things can go on. And it can. A movie doesn't have to be all pa- action packed nonstop, right? I think a good comparison for this, Loki, is The Green Knight. It's about the journey more than anything. It's about the little moments. Your eyes are bugging out. You're fucking mad at me, aren't you? Please never compare this movie to to that absolute masterpiece of a film. But I, I do know what you're saying. I do get where you're coming from when you when you do say something like that. It, Clint Eastwood's movies aren't action-packed. Like, his last ones haven't been. Yeah. Gran Torino, you know, Richard Jewell, this one, um, and The Mule. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I'm watching fucking Dirty Harry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I get that. Like, I get that. But I agree with Mark. He should have went out with Richard Jewell. In my opinion, I actually think he should have went out with the mule. I think that should have been his one where he says, this is it. Thank you for everything, Hollywood. I can produce. I can help write. But I'm, I'm going to be done. Dang, I, I really enjoyed it, man. Especially... Like I said, where it's, he's trying to leave an impression, he's trying to leave somewhat of a legacy. He's a retired cowboy. We see how we, um, how when we get trapped in this town, 
how he's trying to teach this this young man to you know to to ride a, a wild horse to tame a horse how to care for some of these animals and whatnot i yeah you know i think mark put it well as well i put it pretty well that this is a little bit of a hard movie to talk about because it's simple it's the best way to describe this movie i like slow burns i like slice of life films i feel like this is almost a good in between because it's slow burn it's for sure a slow burn but it's a journey film that feels realistic enough because not every not a lot happens all the time in real life you know who says if you have to leave the country and go grab a kid that the shit's gonna hit the fan every time that didn't come out right at all <laughs> yeah i was gonna say bud what um what are you talking about man <laughs> I, but. I, if i could bring this up too it's like a lot of times, I know that Clint Eastwood is very... He's, he's known for only having, like, one takes in his movies. Like, he's, he's very adamant about that. Mm-hmm. And I really saw that in this one, man. There's, like, times that he would stutter. And I'm like, was that the only time you get a... The, a like, that only take you could have? The kid's acting was pretty bad in this, too. I wasn't crazy about, like, him. But the other thing, too, is, like, I'll, I'll give you that max about, like, he really doesn't have anything going for him, but... I didn't feel it. I felt like this movie kept saying that, like, hey, I'm a retired cowboy and I got nothing, instead of just showing it. Showing that he's broken down, that that he really has nothing else going in his life. Um, mm-hmm. It just, I felt like there was a lot of exposition talking about that. Which is weird because this is the same guy who did American Sniper and Bradley Cooper really shows, like, that PTSD in it. So I'm wondering if maybe there was, like, Maybe Clint should have had maybe someone else come on board on this and kind of help him clean it up. I don't know mm-hmm. how you guys felt about that or not, but I I, I agree. Too. There is a lot of exposition talk. That opening scene, like Neil said, is choppy. It's rushed. I I, I felt almost unnecessary at, at, at certain points. Um, I feel like literally if you just cut that opening five minutes, I wouldn't have an issue with it whatsoever. But just because it's there and we just see him get fired, and he doesn't even take it to heart. So I do yeah, agree with that completely. His, and then we see his accident. Like, I would have liked to see that when he's talking to the kid. Through mm-hmm. that journey, through the time, how to do this, how to do that. You know, the kid's like, you know, like, what happened to you? You know, something like that. And then we see the flashback when he's retelling it. Mm-hmm. Not right in the first five minutes when I see when it, you know, does that little newspaper thing, you know. Like the the movie started with a bad taste in my mouth, and ever and ever since the first opening, I couldn't get past that. Fair enough, I suppose. Fair enough. So, do you do you have any closing comments on Cry Macho? There's not a lot to fucking talk about this. I, I don't. Gonna, I was no. gonna say, can I can I give this movie an award for the worst like villain? Uh, I got stopped. Because this is exactly how it went. Hey, I got a gun. I'm going to stop you guys. Ah, there's a chicken. Oh, you took my gun. Darn it. I've been foiled. I, I swear, and the, the amount of time for me talking about that, I think in real time, that's exactly how long it took for that guy to get his, his gun and his car stolen. I was like, were we leading up to this the whole time? That goon didn't even have a gun the first couple times it showed up. That shit was just, it was really weird. Because, like, you know that, like, hey, eventually these guys are going to catch up to him. 
and maybe we'll stop him and hopefully you know we'll have like a Chekhov's gun situation that like it'll lead off to you know hey Clint Eastwood might have something up his sleeve so he could get away from it but mm-hmm. it was so weird and, and rushed I don't know I really don't know I'm surprised he hasn't uh he hasn't done a movie with his son yet or he, he hasn't, hasn't even done any of his movies he hasn't I don't I haven't seen Scott Eastwood do anything with him at least not yet that's interesting. The kid's acting was atrocious in this, though. Yeah, no, that, that, that's going to be my closing remark. Is the kid's acting was atrocious when he gets upset with his dad and he's like, like, like that's the noise he made, and I'm like, what? Mm. What are you talking about, man? But I mean, it was a slow movie. It was a slow movie that didn't have a lot happening for it, except for character development. You know. Character development wasn't bad though, mm-hmm. but I think I feel like we need a bit more. We need to hit a few more beats while we were showing the character development, like the mule did. You know, I agree with that, man. I completely agree with that, and uh, that's it's all talk with the exposition and the character development, which is a shame. But at the same I mean, time, good slow burn. I mean, look, you know, you could take something like, for example, like there will be blood. Right, that's very slow, but it, there's a tension throughout the whole movie. You know that it's building up to something, and and eventually in the third act, it's all just you know it's gonna it's gonna finally lead up. And mm-hmm. this one, it's it's implied that something is gonna happen, right? You know, there's corruption in the Mexican police. There's the goons that are chasing after him, and it just you never really feel it. You never really feel like you know in the end, man, we're we're finally gonna pay off to all these things that we keep talking about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, Mark, what would you what would you rate, uh, Cry Macho? I would say this is a Hoth staying on Hoth. Oh, damn. I'm I'm, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a, a Naboo on the way to Bespin. You know, I enjoy it. it's a slow burn. Um, I like the. It's not necessarily passing on the torch, but just teaching lessons in a sense, um, and kind of filling in the personal void of losing his family with this kid. So I, I appreciate it for that aspect, and um, it's about the journey, you know? Danilo? Naboo. Naboo, really? Yeah, it's a Naboo. Oh. I don't think it's atrocious, but when you compare it to his last three films he had, it's like, it, it's just time to say good, it's, it's time to just hang up hang up the film, bud. See, I would like to see yeah. a proper a proper ending. Yeah, yeah. And, well, mm. Will I get that? I don't know. Yeah, but. make Dirty Harry Seven, bro. Make that <laughs> your last film. All the way. Gosh. Yeah, well, that make this guy do some John Wick action, actually, bud. What was that, Mark? I said I, is it, there's been a lot of talks, a lot of times about him doing something with Dirty Harry, like either making a new one or like maybe rebooting it. it every couple of years, I always hear about that. Somebody is is trying to write a script or something. So I'm I'm surprised we just haven't gotten already yet. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll come. Maybe, maybe one of these days. Um, let's go ahead and talk about our second film for this week, The Mule, which came out twenty eighteen. Daniel, you guys for a recap? I do have you for a recap. Okay, Clint once again attends. What is he attend a funeral? Was it? He attends something. No, it was yeah, a. Um, it was like a local it was a competition. Yeah, yeah, and he gets spotted by some people who used to work for back in the day. 
And they're like, hey, dog, we're going to need you to work for us again. And Clint's like, I know about that. And I'm out of the business. But he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. and then Clint's all like, okay, fine. Just this one last one and we'll call it a day. However, though, that like, like his old self and like how it is, what does Clint do? He sticks with him and he starts becoming the mule. Some 80-year-old guy just running drugs to the Mexican border. And he's making a name for himself. You know, these drug dealers like him. He's 80. No one's stopping him. There has been no problem with his product. All the while, there's a little, what is it, DEA agent? Is that what they're called? Or FBI? Yes, DEA agents. DEA agents uh, is tracking him. And you're like, okay, man, where's this going now? Then they meet each other, which was peak tension. Peak tension. Tell me the Waffle House scene? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I've never had so much tension in a Waffle House, and... I have been in a Waffle House many times. Anyway, though, <laughs> to continue on, uh, Clint Clint gets caught at the end, basically at the end of this movie. Um, he gets a, he, you see him with his family, and you see that dynamic that he has with his family. He's very estranged with them, kind of. He's kind of like, I did this for my reasons, you know. I did the best that I could. I messed up, but I did the best that I could. Mm-hmm. And he gets taken by um, the DE agent after at, at the end. They're hunting him down on the highway. And they don't kill him. I thought they did the first time I watched this, to be honest with you. But they just take him in. And he confesses. And he goes to go back to a... I don't know what it's called. Being a plantist? A florist? Uh, a florist? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's like making veg. He's growing vegetables and shit. So a gardener. He's just a gardener. Uh, in prison again. And he goes back to what he likes doing. So. Did he learn? Maybe. Maybe, dude. This is also a simple movie. In a I, sense. I, I, it's hard for me to like put anything like into this, man, with my recaps. But like, I described the movie and on, on how the movie went. Yeah, dude. I have... <laughs> Clint, it, come on, man. But this is phenomenal. I fucking love this, this is movie. This is an excellent. I this. I'm upset that this movie got robbed for an Oscar. And you know the funky thing is, dude. I saw both of these movies on a Saturday afternoon in theaters. So like you did go to the o'clock. theater for the, uh, for the, uh, what is it, Cry Macho? Yeah, I, I just see in theaters okay. instead of HBO Max. All right. That's on HBO Max, yeah, just for listeners out there if you want to watch that. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'll talk about The Mule first, to be honest with you, because I love this movie. I, I don't know go why. Go for it, go for it. This was my first Clint Eastwood movie I saw before Dirty Harry. Um, I went back and watched Dirty Harry after I saw this. Mm-hmm. But I love this story. I love anything that involves the drug cartel. I'm there for Narcos Mexico, Sicario one and two. This one, I mean, this movie was phenomenal for me. Just an average old guy who just gets caught up in the drug life, you know. And I thought that was sweet, and I thought the Waffle House scene was absolutely fantastic. There's not many moments I can remember where I was like not floored, but just like taken by surprise, like. He really did just that. You know, like, he really, like, kind of gave us a little twist in the middle of the film. I thought that was excellent. Like I said, the first time I watched this, I thought he died. Um, obviously, he didn't, but I don't know why I thought that anyway. There wasn't, like, a gunshot or anything, was there? <laughs> no, there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I don't know why I thought he died. I guess they had just thought they were going to end his story there. Um, but, yeah, I love this film, man. The directing was there. The story was there. You know, when he was with the... Uh, uh, the pimps, hot, not the pimps, but the drug dealers in Mexico with the silver, uh, go- with the gold gun, the gold barrel. That shit's fucking sick, dude. 
Yeah, it, it is pretty sick. It reminded me a lot of Narcos. I, You're right. Yeah, it, like, it was a sick movie, dude. I love that lifestyle. Mm. But, I, like, the story was there, man. The story was there. All he wanted to do was provide for his family, and he would do that in any at any cost. You know what? Um, what almost like a really good comparison this movie is. What, bud? Breaking Bad. You are exactly right, and I hate that you mentioned that, but you are exactly <laughs> right. You are a hundred percent right. Down to the DEA agent being so close to him and everything, man, the whole time. You're right, bud. You're right. Um, Mark, do you have any comments on the movie? Yeah, dude. Like, so. Like, when I seen this movie, and, and the progression of, right, that he's an old man and no one really cares that, you know, he, he's moving all these drugs up there, and this kind of, like, this this in-between of, he has to listen to the cartel, he has to go listen to Andy Garcia and go to his house and move all that shit for him, and then you have the DEA that, like, is spying on him, and he's stuck between, like, look, either I go to jail for the rest of my life, or I just get killed. Mm. Right, that's my two options now that I'm in this game. And the tension leading up to that, wondering what side is going to happen, because you're now in a position where he can't, there's no backing out of anything he can do. Right? I thought that shit was brilliant, the way they handled that. And mm. I was like, this is probably the best Clint Eastwood thing I've seen him do in a long time. That, that, that shit was cool to watch. And plus, too, like, even the scene where, like, his, his wife is sick and he can't answer the phone and everything, like, you can tell he's having, like, a real emotional moment and shit. I was like... This this is cool to see. Like it's cool to see Clint adding all these elements to this movie, and you just you feel for him, right? Because in the beginning of the movie, they kept talking about like, you know, he he wasn't a really good dad or anything, and they don't really want him in his life. You know that situation. He had no real money. He's lost his business, right? He's kind of forced into a position where he's like, okay, I'll do this this one time, and that's it. And then it just kept it kept happening, and you see that like, I just want to do this shit. You know, I don't want to get caught up, and it just, he crossed that line where it's like, I can't, I can't turn around now. There's, there's only two things that are going to happen. So, I, I really like a mule. I love it, dude. This, this was in my top 10 for 2018, for sure. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and just flat out say it, dude. This is a fucking Coruscant for me. 100%. Okay. Um, okay. I love every bit of this movie, dude. Each run gets a little bit more and more intense. You know, they keep putting more on and on him. And it's great how clueless he is. And then he's just like, fuck it. And he's, he's making jokes. He's asking about these the cartels, like the uh, the drug gunner's families and everything about that when he's going yeah. to pick up the lows. Um, yeah, a bit cocky. Yeah, like he has, there's charm, there's innocence to it as well, man. Like he just doesn't think about it, in a sense. Like it's no big deal to him. He's just so old. Like what, what's he going to lose, you know? At that point. I, do, I know what you're talking about, man. He was... Like, what does he have to lose? He's 80-some years old, man. And he, I liked how he suited up his uh, truck or whatever as well. Yeah, that shit was cool. Finally got rid of that old beat-up beat pickup he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's completely where he fought. He was like, oh, shit, look at this man with a brand-new truck. He's moving, he's moving bricks. Moving more than bricks. It was like 282 kilos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that hella funny scene, right, where the cop is, like, uh, he's with the cartel guys, and the cop goes up to him, and then Clint Eastwood's like, hey, come, come to the back of my truck, and everybody's freaking out, and then he's like, I got some, some caramel corn for you guys, or something. Yeah, he so does. He's, <laughs> yeah. All around, he's like, the cops are like, it's old, man, whatever, all right. Mm. Keep him moving, dude. <laughs> Fuck. 
Do you know, what do you, what do you I, rate the meal, dude? I'm struggling so hard to talk about these because they're so fucking simple. I'm I'm giving I, it a coruscant as well. Yeah, I, I'm giving it a coruscant as well. I think that it uh, I think it should be nominated for something in 2018. Mm. I think Clint Eastwood's acting here was its peak performance. Okay. I think it carried the most emotional weight. You saw the tension. You saw his eyes. Everything about it. The directing was great. I really enjoyed the score. I really enjoyed the score for this movie. There wasn't a lot of it, but it did come in when it needed to. I agree on that. It was a great film, man. Like it, it was a good film of, of that Breaking Bad comparison, like you said. Ooh. You know, what lengths would you go to try and fix your life and make it a better life? Mm-hmm. You know, and at what age would you stop that journey? And he didn't I, stop. Uh, I'm looking at the nominees for 2018. You could have definitely taken out the post and put in the mule. Yeah, exactly. Was hella heavy though. Yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah, Get Out. Call Me by Your Name. But yeah, no, this this should have got something. Yeah, man. Fuck, fuck the post. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, that talk about a boring ass movie. Jesus, uh, Mark. What do you what do you rate the meal? This this is Coruscant for me, man. This is probably this is good, very good Clint Eastwood since like maybe Gran Torino days, and you know that's that's going way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just. You know, I, I give I give him credit, man, that he's as old as he is and he's still able to put in as much work as he does, right? You know, a lot of people in their 90s, you know, you, you, you kind of fade away after a while, but it's good to see him still working. Yeah, it is good to see him still working, man. I wonder what's coming next for him, if he does decide to do something else or just retire. Um, I'd like to see, you know, one more movie hit as hard as this one does for me. Um, but, but who knows, honestly. I think it would do really good with... Like, if he just worked with, like, Tarantino one time, I'd like to see that. But Maybe. I, I feel like he does too many of his own movies. And mm. I kind of want to see him just work with someone else, just, like, maybe for a movie or two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can, yeah, I'd, I be can tell. I'd be down. Or a Scorsese. Yeah, or a Scorsese movie. Just something. I don't know. I just, I'd rather just kind of see him do work with other people. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Who knows? Well... Guys, that's that, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. <laughs> yeah, not, I, I think it does. Not too much. Do it's kind of weird because like there's not a lot of news for this week, and the, these movies were kind of just simple ass plots. Usually, we're talking about fucking explosions and Marvel and Star Wars, but you know, dude, we've never that, we've like, never had this happen, dude, where we have the news in the the simple movies just balance each other out usually we got a ton of news and some simple movies or some lengthy ass films and three things for news yeah it's all right it's all right um, one I mean, time out of 40 episodes is pretty good i feel like just the fact you guys are able to like still talk about like these type of movies i feel a lot of times like movie podcasts or whatever they stick mostly to just marvel and star wars right because it's the stuff that gets the clicks so it's mm-hmm. it's cool to guys, like show respect to like these kind of like middle of the road movies well, I'm glad yeah. you appreciate us, Mark. Yeah, thanks for appreciating us the content yeah. that we're putting out, man. Uh, and if you like, also appreciate it, you can support us on Anchor for only 99 cents. That's yeah. it. Oh, shit. This page, uh, they have like a thing now on Anchor, right? That it's like um, you pay like a Patreon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I get my penny per view every time I go on, on Anchor. <laughs> you can also support us, though. Through giving us an iTunes review if you feel so inclined. If you're listening to it on Spotify. If you're a new listener, you can always follow us on 
what are we on max spotify <laughs> spotify Apple. google podcast anchor itunes the whole nine yards yo exactly but um exactly. mark dude i do appreciate you coming on again this episode i'm sorry but i didn't realize david had to leave halfway through um where can our listeners find you man so you could go to Cinema Flavor on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And then for social media, you guys can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Awesome, At man. Cinema awesome. Flavor as well, all one word. Sounds awesome, good. dude. I do appreciate you coming on, man. You got to come back on again sometime, you know. Um, yeah, that's, I think this wraps it up for this episode, Danielle. It does. And like you mentioned in our Star Wars segment, we will be doing an LFG on Visions this Tuesday morning. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. And be on the lookout for next week. We're bringing it finally. Three months late, but it's coming. We got a big, big episode. We're bringing you Attack of the Clones. My favorite prequel movie until Revenge of the Sith came out. Dude, I've gotten so many messages asking about Attack of the Clones in all seriousness. I'm pumped. Good, dude. The movie's sick. We'll talk about it, though. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about it. We'll talk about it next week. But, um... Alright, guys. Yeah. That's it. That's it, guys. Right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Be sure to listen to ours. Bye.